wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing they wish they were me. Yeah. I'm about my moolah, start no trouble with me. Play about my business, I will double the fee. I pull up at 2 a.m. to fuck you to sleep. I know how you like What's it. What's up? It's your girl, Poet Honest. And I'm Chief Hendricks, and you're now tuned in to Confidently Lost Podcast. That's the best thing I got of it. All right, right. welcome. So, (laughs) keep it a bean, sis. What's up? Did you hold your deal of the accountability? Yes. Because I know I did. I was definitely helping the bitch move this weekend. Yes, we was the fuck out, yo. It was hot as shit. It was the hottest day of the fucking year. Yo, the hottest fucking day. Yo, and then I don't got no AC in my shit, so... (laughs) That shit. And then Quita got these fucking death trap ass fucking steps. (laughs) Yo. Don't ever motherfucking be drunk trying to get up them steps or down. Yo, don't come testing my renters insurance in my house if y'all come visit me. I'm dead serious. <laughs> like, the fucking movers was so sweaty motherfucking. I was like, oh, these Yo, niggas. they couldn't even get my dresser in my crib, bro. I had to order like something else because of the way my shit was set up. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to help her move. I was able to clean my crib. I'm currently... Di- in the process now where this week is the phase of like get rid of shit so i'm just trying to get rid of stuff clean out mm-hmm. and then my next week will be pack right um right. so yeah so that's where yeah gonna, so yeah. we did good we did yeah, this move was definitely big for me Oops. because it was just like an it's like new everything like i'm yes. i feel like i'm at this point in my life where i'm i'm beginning to be more focused and i'm coming into myself and I, I kept seeing like a lot was going on with me over the past couple weeks. Well, yeah, the past couple weeks. Um, but specific, more specifically, um, I had a family member that had got, um, he had got booked or locked up. Um, the cops was like literally just picking on him, like mm-hmm. on some, like, you know, he was a black boy, you know, and, um, they, they literally, it was just crazy. It's crazy. It, it, it took a toll on my entire family. And, um, I'm like, he's, 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 he's very close to me. So, you know, I kind of sort of take responsibility for him and, you know, it, I had, I had to come to a point where it's though, you know, am I, should I move back home with my mom, you know, for this situation or should I move into my new apartment? And I had made the decision for, to choose myself, um, over, over the situation and it wasn't like I'm going to put myself before him it was just like dealing with mental health dealing with depression and anxiety I I have to think about that in terms of where what my environment is like how I'm living day to day if my environment is toxic or things are happening constantly that could trigger me I may not need to be surrounded around that Mm-hmm. so you know making this move and making the decision to to go into this new space it feels so relieving and thank you for all those who kept me accountable with this as well but yeah all right so what's your new accountability what you oh girl dang. You know um, yeah, yeah right. i yeah, you well, go first you go first about mine mine is all right yeah so my new accountability will be to get rid of things. I have sectioned my house off to my bedroom, my living room, my kitchen, and my bathroom. And I'm going to get rid of things in each room. So day by day, I'm going to take each room, bathroom, go through the sink, get rid of shit. Just throw away as much as I can. Get rid of clothes, all of that, so that my move will be lighter. I don't want to take no negative energy with me, no old stuff. I just saged this morning. 
Yes, I saw um, that shit on the story. I love saging just to, and I don't do it like I I pray. So God works. God got me. Period. But I like to sage just to influence the extra energy of like clearing out a space mm. and I pray as I sage saying things affirming things through God declaring things through God mm. um throughout my house I sage mm. my windows those are entrances the doorways those are important things people mm-hmm. walk in and out with their energies through doorways mm-hmm. windows praying protection over my space positivity all of that type of things um affirming things in the future that's what I like to do um cuz I don't do it as much as I want to do it every day so next week just please guys check on me make sure that i am getting rid of shit yes. and working towards my move i'm moving in what's today the second the third no today's the second i'm moving in 17 days mm, is when the move starts i'm actually not leaving philadelphia until 23 the 23rd yeah so i got 21 days and then i'm out mm. pretty much so yes. yeah, it's I'm very overwhelmed. It's about and taking anxious. a step, so wanna see. You already yeah, know how I'm that very, rule. very overwhelmed and anxious. It's annoying. I hate this feeling. I just want everything to be done already. But that's the cancer of me being impatient. Yes. But yes. yeah, so thank you guys for helping us with our accountability over the past week. Mm-hmm. Um Oh wait, girl. You forgot. I got a same right now. Oh shoot. Damn. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> girl, my bad. I, I forgot. My bad. No, cause it's probably because last week we did the joint thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So for me this week, um, I will be dropping a photo series soon. So please pay attention to my Instagram at Chief Hendrix. Uh, I will be um, my for accountability. I need to solidify the dates, meaning they have to be within the next week that I'm going to start dropping the series. So I need to prepare the marketing, like the flyers. Um, and I actually have one more shoot I need to schedule for the series, which is already in the works because I just reached out to the model today and got her um, email. So definitely that's what I need you guys to hold me accountable for. So specifically, just hit me up, say, yo, what's up with their photo series? You know, and that's it's it. Popping. All right. And that wraps up for accountability. Right, hopping into the mess. All right, y'all. All right. So starting off, Jesus. we got some fuck shit going on. Like it's just like it's just a lot of stuff going on this week since they like. I'm sick of y'all. Like it's just like y'all jump, just jump, jump down the the, the rabbit hole. Like y'all just go. Just, yeah, y'all motherfuckers lead each other to death. Yes, every time. Yes. And it's annoying. It's it's like I'm just like I say all the time. I hate Jonas. I hate hypeness. I hate hype beast. Yes. And y'all turn every yes. fucking thing. Y'all be dicky and so hard, yo. Stop oh, dicky, like, yo. Y'all don't have to. Like y'all can just chill out. Like everything don't gotta turn into a social media phenomenon. Exactly. Like, just, exactly. And y'all not even doing it for nothing. Yo, they not paying you to do this. You know that, right? Nobody is fucking paying you, bro. Y'all sitting here tweeting your little fucking thumbs away. And like, nobody, nobody's paying you for your opinion, sis. In, case, you, yo, you in could- case y'all was wondering, this is YFN Lucci versus yes. the motherfucking cucumber. Cucumber. Yes. yes. This fucking sick cucumber ash challenge that's fucking going on. We're sick of it. 
I'm mad as hell that I have to see people posting in the motherfucking grocery store. Bitch, that saying look, that the freaking cucumber section is really empty. My like, mama always told me don't ever grab the first thing in the front. You gotta you gotta dig back a Bitch couple. ain't shit to grab. These bitches done cleared the shit out. <laughs> like these bitches. Bitch. Oh. Yo, like, 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 yo, remember when, when sucking dick was so criticized when we was younger? Yeah. Like, it was Remember such, when it was we used to wear them sex bracelets? Yeah, yo. Chab yo. sex bracelets. Yo. And how people used All to All the different colors and shit. Yo. Yo. You was a hoe for real if that the black joint pop. Yeah, but yo, so this nigga ain't going fucking, you know, y'all, y'all know what the cucumber video is like, but yeah. this nigga ain't going fucking post this fucking drooling emoji underneath that shit. Basically. And and you know, it's crazy because when I first saw the video, my first reaction was, well, goddamn, bitch. <laughs> the fuck? Like, and I'm... Uh, I'm the thing is, I'm not practicing my skills on nobody's fruit. I will be... <laughs> like, because yeah. that shit don't I bend. Yo, no, that like, shit like, don't bend. That shit don't got no like, muscle. Like, like, exactly. What are we doing, sis? Yo, I'm, like, not, I'm not, I'm not wasting my, 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 my talent on that, sis. Like that ain't happening. So that shit kind of like took me for a loop. So I was like shocked, like, well, the goddamn, you know, glad you got that talent. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I barely. I'm sorry. But I don't think yo, it was that was aggressive. That shit was aggressive. That too. shit was aggressive. Like Ugh, that shit was I'm like a like, snake. Yo, what, what? You what, ever seen a snake swallow some whole? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that shit was I was like oh lord Jesus Mary so Please. yeah but yeah so anyways um, I wasn't really like mad at it what made me get irritated was when y'all decided to make this into a challenge and it became not just her personal situation that she exposed to fucking Instagram or whatever fuck she was doing. It became she a did, national... She didn't expose it though. The shade room was like snooping or whatever media outlet was snooping around and the co- comment creeping. That's what they were doing. It was comment creeping and, and came across that. You know how people yeah. they, they do that. But well, that, this yeah, shit was on social media and nationally became a challenge. That's and that's crazy. where I draw the line. The challenge with this bitch is in the fucking club, dog. Yo. With fucking cucumbers in their mouth doing videos in the club. What? Since y'all bitches don't fucking twerk in the fucking club, y'all don't dance, y'all pull your motherfucking phones out all the time, and yes. now y'all fooling fucking cucumbers from the back yes. out to suck on Instagram? Yeah. What's wrong, sis? Mm-mm. What's wrong? Mm-mm. Come on. Come on. It's not that deep. No. So I felt like... I go to the club every time. I was like, all right, my... I, my first reaction when I seen YFN Lucci comment under the shit was just like, all right, I'm not really mad at it because he's a man. Mm-hmm. And men, you know, y'all comment y'all shit on people's shit just like how we get excited over a dick print here and there. Right. This just was very nasty, nasty shit for for our eyes to see on Instagram where we share this platform with little babies like Zaza, the creator and shit. Yeah. If you don't know who that little baby is, look her up because she's decent as fuck. But we got people like that on there. She's probably like four. Yeah. <laughs> and and that shit like that popping up on, on, on a Tumblr page or something like that, like don't necessarily it'd be, ra- so it'd be random. They don't they don't know like they don't necessarily go off the age group based on what come on your explore right. page. And yeah, and I hope Instagram maybe take you know, figure out that as a setting, like yeah. parental control or some shit because Yo. that shit then became all you bitches was doing a shit. And so um people was dragging Regine for 
um, basically voicing her opinion on it, writing him, saying that he was a clown for it. At first, I was looking at it like, uh, she young. They got like a 10-year gap almost. Mm -hmm. So for me, Mm -hmm. it's like, at this age, as an adult, we don't really care about him commenting. Yeah. We really don't. It's like, it's just, it is what it is. He's a grown-ass man. Like, we all comment on shit. Like, as grown adults. Right, and it wasn't like, yo, I need to get some of that. Right. Like, Like, it wasn't like that. It was just like, oh shit, like, bitch, you got a deep throat. Like, I mean, I don't know. But she did explain, like... Then, yes, when she put out a live, she did put out a live explaining how she, um basically wanted guys to look at it from the perspective of if you have a daughter and your daughter's on Instagram looking at this shit and how she has had to get a lot of backlash from what her parents was doing mm-hmm. when she was coming up because kids in school would come back and say, oh, your dad does this and oh, your mom does this and that shit carry over. They, the kids are seeing it on social media because you know these kids is growing up on social media nowadays. right? And so it's hard to hide shit. So now your yeah. kids might be seeing stuff. So for her, it's like, yo, like, you got yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. You got daughters. Mm-hmm. You you drooling over this, but would you want to see your daughter doing this on social media? Right. Would that be cool for her to just be right. putting up for right. you to see randomly? Right. On your timeline? Right. Like, and then... Like that, and it's understandable from the celebrity standpoint. standpoint however, but it's another standpoint that I look I look at. I feel like, you know, it's... She caught a lot. She caught a lot of. She get a lot of kids in front of this for, uh, for this relationship, relationship. Period. And I feel like you know, it's a lot of y'all bitches that give her criticism. That's dealing with fuck niggas every fucking every day. fucking day, every fucking day. You okay, baby mom number five, bitch. Yes. Yes, you yes, have no and y'all coming at this girl who's nineteen. You With know no what the kids. fuck I was doing at nineteen? Not giving a fuck, okay? Like I was doing any every well, I was doing every, every, left and right, but I definitely was curving niggas. Definitely, definitely getting should. them hungry, them hungry texts, all of that shit. Yes, and bitch, bitch, I'm, I'm not an ugly bitch. Sure, damn sure was okay. And she should. So I don't blame her for blocking but, him yo, and bringing up with him and being exactly saying that she don't want to be associated to it because yeah. she. Got and, brand that she trying to yes up yes and y'all niggas y'all bitches out here fucking breaking up and making up with the nigga that would that just had his baby mom call your phone like 3 a.m in the fucking morning saying uh why you why you texting my baby dad like bitch please okay yo so anyways <laughs> and then you know it's I, I people be saying little shit too about like Toya and her influence yes as a mother yes. over Regine and if she's yes. if Regine's being more childish because she got parents that's heavily in the industry and well watched watching her too and you know it's not a surprise that Toya is very protective of her daughter mm-hmm. as she should be mm-hmm. and she, we see that she really do give uh YF and Lucci a lot of shade as some people would say and some people say, oh, she's doing living, too much. They're living their life in the media. Like, my like right. my, my mom reacted a certain ways when, like, it was niggas that, like, she didn't fuck with or mm-hmm. she was she didn't agree with how they were treating me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that they live under a fucking microscope. So it's like, they got to yeah. talk about it more. She got to be more vocal. Yeah. And, you know, she, she put out her own post saying, like, look, self-respect is at an all-time low. Ladies, you have to do better. Yes. This type of behavior is not tasteful at all. And a lot of the ladies yeah. have been coming out saying it's not tasteful, it's not classy. Like, come on, like you suck in a fucking cucumber to impress a nigga who got a pinky in between his motherfucking yes. legs, honey. Yeah. You ain't never gonna suck on no strong long baby lady like that. Yo, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, but these niggas ain't rare. carrying like that. I'm sorry. It's rare. No disrespect to you niggas. Yeah. But I know for a fact in my lifetime. 
maybe two niggas. <laughs> maybe two that I can recall. Yeah. Was long and strong like them fucking cucumbers you bitches was fucking going hard on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't be slinging dick like that. Come on. Let's be real. Going, Let's be realistic here. Long and strong on you doing all this shit for some likes. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut this challenge. I now seeing a fucking post on Twitter. Uh, a bitch fucking sucking, going hard on her motherfucking fingers, like spitting and all, smacking what her face. Fuck? Oh my god, Quita! Like this shit is crazy. Like y'all bitches is tripping. What? I need y'all to get a grip. Get a grip. I'm about to show you this video, and please, yo, don't they have private Snapchats for that? Though? Like Cora fucking retweeted the shit, and I'm mad as shit at her for doing this shit because it it ruined my whole. Yes, get all on that. <laughs> Spit on your hands. Spit on your hands, You know what? Need more yeah. And this is yeah. on live. Some fucking wrong. I wish y'all could see this. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait, wait a Hold the fuck up. Wait, hold on. Turn that shit the fuck up. Turn, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. That's what I seen today, and I'm done with y'all. Turn it off. First of all, Shorty look like she she be in black porn. Shorty look like she got her own account. She She definitely do. I probably that she probably was, had a video on the X videos page. I yes, I watch porn. So like really on some <laughs> shit. Like I'm just like, yo, get a grip. Yeah. What are you doing on live to this? Yeah. Yeah. Like wow, and, and that crazy. that sound, everything you was hearing was her sucking on her fingers. Yeah, she her was, fingers. Yo, like a, a dick. Was, and then nigga was saying, yeah, spit on that shit. Spit, like, spit on that shit. Like it's a finger, nigga. Like you're dumb. Like, sorry. Anyways, so you, like, you go that great to that great length. For a micro penis. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. And it's just all wild. So yeah, moving along to like motherfuckers just crazy in the wind in this shit this week. Like mm-hmm. we got Chris Brown versus Blake bitches with good hair. Yeah. <laughs> or nice hair. How yeah. whatever he said. <laughs> yeah. This shit is really crazy. We're gonna let we gonna let y'all hear it first. So that was the lyric that everybody start the internet started going crazy over. I mean, evidence didn't come out about it, but let's just start at the beginning mm-hmm. though. Like the lyric. The lyric. Who the fuck was even paying attention that he even said that shit? First of all, that Because the whole song is really I'm not even into it. First of all, so the I don't whole know how album is like a whole song. Like that should be that long as hell. To fucking gather. You know, I though I'm so I grateful for Chris Brown three. and his talent. But how I remind nigga, can you give that shit to me in increments? You know, in variation. Like I just, I just need like probably like seven songs at a time. Because once the nigga, first like, two songs sound like, I was like, I can't. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We need, we need. I'm ahead for catch up the Like you know, we only have to listen to the start music and. Got <laughs> time, bro. But on the real, like, so what they were saying, uh, like. He like he prefers light skinned women over brown skinned women. Yeah. So basically, the lyrics got people high, and people were like, "Is this a form of discrimination or a preference?" Because if it's your preference, I get that everybody have their own preference, mm-hmm. but it seemed like you discriminating. So that was the argument that somebody po- put under his post, and he answered it. And I don't feel like he was wrong for what he said because at the end of the day, he said, "I only want to fuck with bitches with nice hair." He never said what the nice hair was. He never said what you, what you, what type of black bitches. You know what I mean? Type of black bitches we are in variations of different cultures and dom- denominations. Exactly. Afro Latina, African, Black and, American, and let's Indian. Not, no. He, in, back in 2009, 
on his fucking graffiti album. He released a song called Brown, Brown Skin Girls with Sean Paul. What the so, fuck are you talking so about? So why are you trying to turn this? Because we are in this climate of feminism and uh, women's rights and uh, racism and all this shit, y'all just keep being so overly sensitive at every little thing. But they nitpick at Chris, though. This is they art. Chris, Christopher. This like, is his art. They, this they, is they his nitpick creative. at him all the time. Every time he drops an album. Every time. If y'all remember a couple episodes ago, I was saying we ain't never going to get to know him because every time he say and do something, y'all motherfucking drag this nigga. Yeah. Let him be him. It's okay to say some raunchy ass shit in your lyrics sometimes. It's other motherfuckers that Ooh. put shit in their lyrics that's also saying their preference. And men to kill motherfuckers. And y'all be banging that shit. Like, also saying their preference. Also saying what they like in women. Also saying what they want to see less of. It's other niggas. Titties, but y'all don't drag them. You, you don't. You don't. It's niggas telling you, I'm put my finger in your butt. Let me put my thumb in your butt. Y'all okay with that shit? But I want to talk about his response though, real quick. Like, so y'all, y'all know Chris Brown be trolling, he be busting it up and shit yeah. like that, having motherfuckers laughing. But you know, I be peeping shit, and one thing I peep is the way that nigga type when he right. respond to motherfuckers. So basically, look before she even get into it, Tokyo Vanity, which is one of the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta um stars, uh, female rapper from Nola, mm-hmm. um, New Orleans, she basically been going back and forth for him because she has a personal encounter uh, situation with two friends who have um who are in the industry of some kind that was in a club where chris was at right and basically tried to get in his section mm-hmm. and his security specifically said no darkies allowed yeah and let all the other friends come in but yeah. didn't let her one specific friend in yeah. she had another friend at another place so one took place in miami the other place took place in la in a different club where then another friend came with some light-skinned friends as well, and they let the light-skinned friends in, and they didn't let her in. So mm-hmm. her standpoint is, nigga, stand on your word. You don't be letting dark-skinned bitches into your section anyway in real life, so you really must not like dark-skinned bitches in the first place. So why the fuck is you mad that people is giving you backlash in the first place about the wording, word choice, and what you mean, and whether right. it's discrimination or preference? Right. Because at the end of the day, you do have a preference, and you have been actively enforcing that in your regular everyday life. Mm. My point is this. Motherfuckers got a preference. If he don't want no dark-skinned girl in his section, why the fuck he gotta, gotta have a dark-skinned girl in his section? I don't take it personal. I know it's a lot of niggas that don't like skinny bitches or petite bitches like me. Or Photoshop okay with that. bitches. Or Photoshop exactly. bitches. Like, Some of y'all like... And you like what you like, and I'm learning to love me for me. And exactly. I don't understand why if a, a nigga don't want you in your section, why the fuck would I want to go sit and smile on a nigga face that don't even want to look at me? Exactly. That don't even make no sense. So I don't really. I, my point of view is just like y'all got to stop worrying about people that ain't worried about you. Mm-hmm. If you're not welcome and celebrated, go where you welcome and celebrated. It's room at many other tables. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all think it's one table? Like we we like it's a seat for everyone. For everyone. Solange told y'all. You don't got to go sit in front of light-skinned ass his brown face if he don't want to look at you. Yes. If he said he want the black bitches. We ain't seen him with a black bitch with nice hair yet. Yo. So why the fuck is y'all really going hard at the dark? Is she ever been with? What's Rihanna? Rihanna. Is she not even that dark? 
And at that, I feel like Karuchi might even be darker than Rihanna. Probably with a good tan. The fuck? <laughs> so like, again, like y'all taking certain shit to hard. This is like, it's not that deep. For real. I hear rappers, my, some of my favorite rappers talk about bitches and how they like big asses and titties. And I be slow key sometimes taking it, internalizing it. And then I have to remind myself it's just a preference. And it's not even like I ain't beautiful. I'm right. still beautiful. Exactly. It's just niggas like what they like. And I ain't got that. And exactly. It's okay. Exactly, but you know, it, it, for these young people, it's like kind of hard to tell them when you know social media is life. Like, yeah, but you have to understand that we are you gotta live in the moment sometimes. Exactly, like, and that brings us back to Quita's excellent, excellent, excellent investigation skills. Don't fuck with my bitch ever. Okay, okay, because we do research and pay attention okay. to shit. So, as you know, we had mentioned. Last week Last about, Chris, week Brown about Chris Brown and Karuchi. and Karuchi. First of all, Victor Cruz, I want to say he was a fine motherfucker. That nigga is sexy. Karuchi did that. Yeah. <laughs> but guy. no. So you got to pay attention to, to key fucking details. The way Chris Brown types in trolls. Penmanship, bitch. Like he always types in cats. He trolls a certain type of way. And looking at these comments and his response to these to this brown skin uh girl situation, yo, I put together that what did you say? He did that shit. He did that shit. He did I that shit. I told y'all from the rip, I ain't never doubt that shit. He did that when shit. When he was trolling Victor Cruz under her shit or whoever paid, yo, he did that, that shit. That was him. That because was him. He if trolled you the, same the exact evidence, way typed in all caps to Tokyo Vanity. exact way. way. So if y'all paying attention, go back. Go look for them posts on social media and Google whatever from when he was trolling Victor Cruz, all caps. Go back on the shave room or wherever you need to go. I'm also, when we release um, this episode, I'll be posting on social media Exhibit A. First example of penmanship yes. versus exhibit B of him versus uh, Tokyo Vanity where he was also in all caps versus the fan that also said is this discrimination he was writing in all caps there too yes. so we got three examples yes. of him clearly lashing out so fuck all that hacker shit like my sis Tokyo Vanity said stand on your word stand don't be a bitch ass nigga like if you if you if you got a preference you got a preference like Stop yo it. I know bitches that say they don't like light skin niggas I know them for a fact but yeah, so oh, yeah, so great, excellent work, sis. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I wish I could yeah. give you a treat for that because that's okay. look. When you, you guys look up. at it, you're gonna be like, yeah, that's you actually smart. This is how we catch way. you niggas yeah. when y'all be fucking. <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> All right, but, and then last but not least, we had a survey. We had a survey for this week, Today. yo. And basically, this was a survey that I had seen surfacing. Well, it wasn't a survey; it was a meme or some shit on um Twitter going around of this girl. Dancing with this nigga in the club. Yo, like that on his dick, like face to face action, legs yeah, wrapped around the body. Up. Like yo. you, you, you know, you know when you, niggas dancing in the club and that one nigga just pick that girl up and everybody in the club turn around. Yes, and, look, like, and they get it. <laughs> and it's usually to some reggae or to some other wild ass yeah, shit. Yeah, and and grinding hard as shit. Like we about to fuck right now. Exactly. Okay? That's so basically, exactly was. I asked you guys on social media. Do you guys have a problem with your boyfriend or girlfriend dancing with the opposite sex at a party or club? Uh, because in the video, it was basically being speculated that once the girl walked off with the other guy, the other guy was her boyfriend and that he seemed to be secure and didn't care that she was dancing with another guy in a party. Mm-hmm. So we asked you guys and 75% of you guys said, yes, it is a problem. And 25% of you said, no, it is not a problem. And so when we went further in, um, I did get, some information saying like um it's absolutely a problem um because of the way it's uh 
how provocative it is um, because she's wrapping her legs around this other nigga, like y'all bouncing up and down. Then um, somebody has said, uh, it's a little too much. Why we got to fuck in the club? A little twerk, okay, but all of that. And I get that. Like, at a certain age, I was okay with my nigga dancing with another bitch in yeah, the club. And I danced sure. on the other side. For sure. We, we used to be at the same party. Yeah, we used you to do your thing yep. on one side, I do mm-hmm. my thing, and then we reconvene at the end. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was when I was younger, when I was in college days and younger. Now, and especially in high school, when we used to have the basement parties and shit, niggas was definitely fucking partying it yep. up. Things yeah. with whoever the fuck. Yeah. Skating rink parties, club skating yep. rink days. Y'all remember. Mm-hmm. That was cool. But now as a grown-ass woman, and at this point, I'm looking to marry. So I really don't want to be even playing around with you. If we're not in the strippity dippity, strip, what the fuck is a strippity dippity? The strip pub. Oh, if we're not in the strippity dippity, <laughs> then I don't want to see no bitch wrapping her legs around you, jumping up on top. Yeah, of you. big facts, big facts. Like I don't no, really want to see that. Just, it's and respect. I'm not going to do that because I'm not even comfortable for no other nigga. What? To be doing that too, like it's I'm back. No. Yeah. Um. So, and I did see somebody say, um, they're going to have to grow up. Adults don't find that behavior to be appropriate or pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I had somebody tell me like, um, how like different ages don't really care so much. It's not a big deal, especially depending on the type of relationship. What if y'all are into threesomes and swinger shit? Then that might not be a problem. True. And I was like, you True. know what? I didn't think about it in that True. manner. I'm just not there in my relationship with anyone where yeah. I'm okay with that behavior yeah. to be taken. Now, if, if that if that is the case, then at that point that would be an ex- exception, I guess. Right. You if know, if you're what y'all if that's, into, that's what y'all get into. Y'all okay with it. However, like as for me, like if I see my nigga throwing a bitch in the air, I'm snatching that bitch from the air. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're not back down on my nigga, Listen. bitch. What the fuck are you doing? First of all, because like, and I'm snatching him the fuck up, and we about to leave because I'm about to Listen, fucking honey, bring you the fuck out, nigga. Are you serious? I don't, I don't fuck with niggas that don't have big dick energy, so I really don't need no bitch to be accidentally finding out what the fuck I got going on with my nigga. <laughs> okay? I don't need you, because, you know, I've danced with niggas over the years. Yeah. And if you twerk right, you're going to feel something. Yep. Yep. Like, so I don't want to hear that. And now, I mean, as you get older, niggas really don't. Like, if you should have control of yourself, but, like, that no, should not it's even not even, it's not even, but it's like, still, if you think nigga twerk- got big dick, yeah. Still, period. Even if it ain't hard, that shit you still want to know. Shit's going it's okay, on. like you know. But yeah, I don't stimulate the the at the in the video, guys. The guy really threw her up in the air and slammed, yeah. like had her, both yeah. of her legs in like his was fucking. in his basic in his biceps and shit, like like bouncing her up and down, like that was inappropriate. And as soon as she got done, she went to this nigga and he put his arm around her and they walked off like they was a couple in yeah. some type of situation. And he definitely and seen he, that his bitch was cool this He literally nigga. sat and watched him like, no, nah, like, yo, that was my nigga? My nigga's throwing bowls. The whole party getting shut down. Yeah, like, my, nigga, no, would never be cool like, my nigga would never be cool like, with it. My nigga would never be cool with it. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. And I, and I had to agree with what some people were saying. Like, that shit is nutty. And I, but with certain age groups, yeah, it can... Right. It can be. Somebody yeah, no. said they would actually they would have to be doing actual literal f- f- choreography <laughs> to be motherfucking things like that. Uh, six, seven, seven eight. eight. <laughs> shit. Yo. Ain't nobody doing that shit. Two stepping that bitch. Yes. <laughs> doing that line dick. 
Yo, for real. That shit better be a motherfucking performance. Yo, for real. Shit. For real. Y'all better be motherfucking yeah. getting some shmoney behind that Exactly. Dance. Performing for the bread. Like, all right. I'll wrangle that. And wraps it up for messy. And now it's time for Bitch You Tried It. Don't forget, guys, email us at confidentlylost at gmail.com, your bitch you tried it moments. Or you can hit us up in our DMs. Um, or what was the other option? Was that another option? No, that was Just it. Just DMs. Yeah. You can hit us up in our DMs. Let us know. You know, if you don't feel like emailing, because that's a lot. But yeah. So this so week, man. This week, we got a couple people. That gave us some bitch you tried it. Yes. Um, one happens to be one of our sweetheart sisters. Yes. Uh, we shall call her Chanel. We'll name her Chanel. Chanel. Okay. Chanel. All right, Chanel. All right. So Chanel posted a screenshot of something that happened to her at work. Well, not at work. When she wasn't at work, but it was funny to me because mm-hmm. this goes to show you when people be motherfucking hating on you. Like, really hating on you and trying to, like, get you caught up. They always expose themselves. Yes. The darkness always come to light. Like, no matter in no situation. Like, if yes. somebody is doing you dirty, God gonna shed light on it so you can yes. catch it. That way you can make a maneuver based off of that shadiness. I feel like I'm living in that moment right and now. Listen, that's why I was like, oh, my God, this is a great bitch you tried it. Because I'm like, Quita has felt this multiple times with her job. Um, oh, there, there, there. And so basically, <laughs> I'm just pulling up the screenshot of what occurred. Um, but pretty much, her supervisor sends her a text mm-hmm. about her to her. So Chanel's supervisor sends her a text about her, but doesn't mean to send it to her. This t- the text was supposed to be sent to someone else, but she accidentally sent it to Chanel. So. Let me get this the text up here. Here we goes. So it says, here's the text. So Chanel just said to me, oh, when you do my time card, you're going to notice I went over because I was working a lot of overtime at 2.03 and 5.89. And I, I said, are, how many days over are you? She's like three. She claims she told blank that she was over, but who knows? Then she texts, laugh aloud, meant for dawn. And when I said, but who knows, I meant, you know, what blank did. Who knows what blank did? And then Chanel texts back, laugh aloud, you're funny, but you texted the wrong person. Dot, dot, dot. And then the manager says, I know. Good thing I didn't say anything bad with exclamation points. And my sis Chanel was like, this gummy. Now she keep calling me. Sis, you're weird. Bitch, you fucking tried it. You definitely, you definitely was trying to talk shit about my sis and you thought that you was talking shit in the right inbox and you caught yourself before you went and did too much damage, but you was waiting for a response of somebody to talk shit back about my sis. Yeah. Because whoever you was about to talk shit, you was basically trying to discredit my sis and say that she did not report her information on going over on her time to whoever she was supposed to report it to. Prime example of keeping your head on a fucking a swivel. When okay. you at work. Yo, this, you got to watch out for yourself. Like you, you told y'all last it. week. You told y'all. That bitch tried it. She you definitely, tried it. She, she tapped into that, like, mm. You being stupid. Mm. Because if you wasn't so gung-ho trying to talk about my sis, 
you would have been motherfucking paying attention to who the fuck you was texting. You wrote a lengthy ass text out. It just makes me think. What what else? What else? What else was you going to talk about? What else do you say about me? Period. How do you? How do you really feel about me? Because at this point, when I look at your face, I can't trust you. At this point, yeah. And don't sit here and call me now, trying to be scary. Bitch, stand on your word. Stand on it. The fuck you was talking about me. Period. Mm -hmm. All right. So I got tried today. Oh man. And I'm very disappointed because this is one of my favorite motherfucking places to go to. But y'all tried me today and I really don't, I'm learning that this specific location is just, I don't know what's going on. Shawnham Mall. I think it's Chipotle. Chipotle. What's going on? No. Because every time I walk in there, bitch, some shit is going down there. But before you go on on that, I really think it's like Shawnham. They think it's like this suburban area but rea- in reality where that place is is on the borderline of the city yeah like so all niggas is gonna be there and yeah. now it's becoming a nigga establishment <laughs> shit is just like the employees y'all be moving slow y'all don't be paying attention to like products and what's fresh what's not fresh mm-hmm. so today you know little spanish boy tried me really really fucking tried me like ever in your motherfucking life bitch ever in your motherfucking life to be working in a motherfucking establishment with clear motherfucking glass windows where I can clearly motherfucking see <laughs> bitch what? with my own two motherfucking eyes this shit is not healthy or sanitary bro no and so basically what happened is I'm in line there's two people in front of me the first guy he orders a salad he looked like he just came from LA Fitness cause the gym is right next door he looked like he just worked out he orders um, a burrito, but he wants lettuce in it. He asks for lettuce from a different bin than the bin that is used for the lettuce. Because, you know, they set it up so you move down the line. But he got the lettuce that's all the way over by the cheese and the guacamole. He didn't get the lettuce that was over by the tortilla and the bowl and, you know, the other shit that happens at the beginning of the line. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I peeped that and I said, I wonder why he did that. So then the next lady next to him, after him, does the same shit. But then I peep her talking to him and she's like, do you come here all the time? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And she was like, oh, like, are you used to like seeing this? Like, are you used to asking for other letters or whatever? He was like, no. He was like, but today just looks really brown. It don't look fresh. So I pull up, you know, now he's like, oh, what you want or whatever. So I was like, oh, I want a salad bowl. I always get a steak bowl from there. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, well, he just had to get other lettuce twice for two other people. So let me see if this nigga is smart enough to know I need to change this lettuce out or let me just get her the lettuce that's already fresh because two customers already have noticed that the shit ain't fresh. So then I'm like, yeah, I want a steak salad. He goes to put this the salad from the unfresh salad that's brown mind you you know when fresh salad been sitting out in the the white part of the salad the iceberg salad it start to get oh, that yeah, brown yeah that yeah, reddish yeah. brownish reddish yeah. oranges veiny weird it, look it looks like it. it's bad it's going bad yeah that's what it looked like not to not even the green was starting to get that little brownish not this fresh green you start oh, getting yeah. that other brown Definitely. the other green that, or it was that, left in a, in a certain temperature yeah, too, too long, long like yeah. overheating or some shit like that so that's what it looked like. So he goes, proceeds to put the shit. I said, sir, I want the same motherfucking lettuce that the last two people got. 
<laughs> what don't you understand? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, he looked at me like, I said, I was like, I was thinking that you would think, like, change it out. Like, change out the lettuce. I said, don't that make sense at this point? Why are you serving everybody? Why would you try me like Chipotle that? need to pay you. Why the fuck would you try me like that? Why would you try to serve me some old ass motherfucking lettuce? Mm-hmm. Knowing damn well when you put the steak on top and the sauce and all that shit, it's going to wilt the fucking lettuce anyway. It's- so I don't need the lettuce to be even more soggy and mushy and nasty. Yes. Because yes. I'm already about to put wet shit on top of it anyway. Yes. And y'all lettuce is thin. Y'all be cutting it in that weird uh, shredded shit so it don't be like a lot crunchy like yeah, that exactly. all the time it'd be exactly. thinner so you tried it you motherfucker tried it y'all need this is why y'all be in the fucking news shutting down all the time in all different locations with Niggas salmonella and shit sick from your shit because y'all don't pay attention it's simple fucking uh visual aid right there bro Yo. green lettuce is good brown lettuce is bad yeah i don't understand because Hello, bro. That's common courtesy. That's customer service. Pay attention. Yes. yes. And I don't play about my food. And I'm definitely not trying to get sick because I ate some old ass lettuce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. He thought, he thought you wasn't going to say Say nothing. Too. And that's the thing. Y'all need to speak up. When y'all see shit wrong, don't be afraid to speak up. Because, look, an establishment where you create a tabletop like that for me to be able to see what I'm asking to put in my shit. Yeah. Oh, best believe. I'm going to speak about mine because you ain't about to spit in the shit while I'm standing here. You so silly. So, All bitch, right. you tried it. You tried it. That wraps it up. And thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. What's up, y'all? All right. So, we got some, 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 some. It, yo, look, these, these, they've been, they've been doing the damn thing. Listen, okay. I'm really proud to be a black woman today. Yes. Like, I never thought that I would see so much in the media and on TV and the culture that it's just so much going on. It was limited when we were young. It was very limited. We really watched a lot of shit that we had to watch because we didn't have a choice. Yep. Listen to shit that we really want to listen to. All these channels you had? I didn't have all these channels. Like, I didn't have none of it. But yeah, so pretty much we want to thank all the boss ass females in the industry right now entertainment industry at that giving the girls a good look a good vibe yes. blow ups yeah good laughs yes. true tea like y'all spilling it all y'all giving us everything we need we gotta name a few 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 all right we got we got we got taraji yes we got we got um cardi Cardi, baby. Cardi. Yo, holding it down. Can't forget Meg the Style. Giving us a hot girl summer, baby. Yeah, and fuck y'all niggas that's calling her tall. Period. She a bad bitch. Period. She's stallion, baby. All right. Uh, we got. That's hilarious. Yes, with yes. the funniness. Mm-hmm. Be Simone with the funniness. Yara Shahidi. You got that girl, Lele. If you don't know her, the little girl that be doing the little cute raps and shit. Yeah. She holding it down for the young ones. Yes. Marseille Martin is fucking holding it down for the young ones. Girl, yes. acting, baby. Giving us all type of uh people. Regine, the Reginas. Regina her King. Her with Revol. the vocals. She just hosted BT Awards. Yes. Doing Papa shit. Yes. You got um Amanda Seals and Issa Rae. I don't know if we said that already, but. Yeah. Marcy Martin. But there's a whole bunch it's of them. Everybody is fucking going women. up. Like, we got good music. Like, yes. We got good film. We got good acting. We got actresses. We got models. 
everybody's just taking over and providing in the community and we're all supporting each other shine through we're showing support more now we're glorifying that and that's a beautiful thing it's positive right because at the end of the day that's what what we're here for right so we just want to highlight that and Hope that everybody continues to support every black woman that you know that's doing something yes. out here. Yes. It's important. We uplift each other. You never know what your business can do for somebody else. Exactly. And how you could be a testimony to someone else. Exactly. We all are growing and, and striding. And that's the point of this podcast. We want to help everybody as well. Yes. We want to give y'all, uplift y'all, motivate y'all, talk through some mess with y'all. So we thank you. We appreciate you. Keep being awesome girl bosses. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for your time, your patience all the hard work of training to actually give us this type of content and this type of energy and continuing to come up with new and innovative things. The market, the market for black women in this industry is a small niche. And it started with people like Holly Berry and Taraji and Gabrielle breaking out into these roles that just took things on, like took things to a different level to the point where the white motherfuckers was like, we need to try to start doing this. Like, like that's how it went. So just keep up the good work, ladies. And all the ladies who aren't in the, who aren't in the spotlight, don't stop working hard. We need people behind the scenes. We need everyday regulars too that's still doing the damn thing. All right. Period. Period. All right, it's time for the meat and beans of the show. Yes, yes, yes. Time for the boss. And tonight we have someone special. Someone very, very special for you guys. Yes. Someone (laughs) who we wanted to grace you guys with some knowledge and, you know, uplift you guys. This is someone that I'm proud to call family. Yes. Um, Yes. He is very, 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 very business savvy. He's got a lot of things going on. Um, He's going to give us some good tips. And right now, I just want to give you guys a little highlight about him really quick before he introduces himself. He has helped about 30,000 entrepreneurs in the last year mm-hmm. into 2018, which is like incredible. Yes. I can't and wait he for was y'all. featured in Forbes, y'all. Like, he was featured in Forbes. He worked with a few people in New York <laughs> Times and BT and Essence. Yes. So these are all awesome features. So I can't wait to find out Boss what he was doing and how Boss he did moves. this. So without further ado... We got Mr. Abu Fofana, my cousin, here with us. Hey. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hi. So we <laughs> Thank just... y'all for having me. I uh, truly appreciate it. Nope. No problem. No, no. It's hard to catch you, though. You always on the go. Oh, yeah, Very yeah. busy. <laughs> no, that. No, for, for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in and out. You know, I'm, I'm young. Uh, I have the flexibility and freedom, and I'm sort of carving out the lifestyle that I want to live this year. Wow, dang! Okay. Wait, wait till we talk, start talking about like out that. the lifestyle. We've been, oh. we've been, we've been talking to everybody and letting everybody know they need to manifest. Yes, manifest, <laughs> manifest. And you're talking about carving out the lifestyle. So I'm, I'm we need to be sculpted. I'm trying to use the tools that you use because <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, Abu, just tell us more, a little bit more about yourself. I know one thing you have in common with my co-host here is um, a special continent. Yeah, Sierra Leone. You know, hello. <laughs> yes, I was born in uh, West Africa, in Sierra Leone, and uh, I, I came here when I was when I was super young. And um, you know, the, the story of you know my life, or you know, I really like summing it up from 
from refugee to entrepreneur, uh, because that's essentially what I've been able to manifest coming here at such a young age. Um, you know, family not really having that much. And, you know, when you come here to another country where you don't know anyone and you come here as a refugee, mm-hmm. you, you got to start building from scratch. And so right. my mom really instilled, you know, education uh, at an early age. And I was really able to hone in on that message mm-hmm. and allow that to be my transportation, my vehicle that got me in, you know, Penn State, where I, I went for full scholarship, the honors program, and then that's given me more access and has driven me super far. So, uh, you know, from, you know, again, refugee to entrepreneur, just really trying to manifest what the vision my, my mom had and also the vision that I had for myself as well. Wow. 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 Like, so, so you had like good support as far as like when you came about with your visions and plans and what you wanted to do as far as family goes, you had that. Yeah, I would say um, support is, is, is different depending on, you know, what family sometimes support means you have a lot of money, <laughs> you know, I think the support was not financial. The support was like, you know, like it was, it was more educational. Right. And that the path that I wanted to carve out for myself really didn't, fit in that support but that support got me to the point where I could then make my own decisions mm-hmm. and I could then make my own path but the support was not financial you know finances were the last thing we talked about um it really came through um access through education through using my you know the hard work ethic into opening doors and rooms for for myself oh wow yes I like that okay so you you talked about coming um, not having the access to funds. Um, so you came from a point where where you didn't necessarily know where you were going to get the money. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about how you got to the point where you was able to access funds to do the things that you are doing now. Yeah, so it started early on and it started back when I was in university. And I, I always say, you know, the best time to start a business is in college because if you fail, you still leave with a degree, yeah. right? And so I, I always, always preach that. And even high school, there's so many high schools now where entrepreneurship um, it has risen. And, you know, when you fail, you still leave with a, you know, high school, um, you know, cert- certification of completion. And so you go into these environments and you use these resources. And so my first business I started, I was freshman year at Penn State and it was a clothing brand. I started with $1,100. All summer I saved up $1,100 and I started this t-shirt business called Moab. (laughs) So it's for motivational apparel. I model for that. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's simple clothing brand. And you know, it's, it's not the, the, the T-shirt that was revolutionary, but it was the business fundamentals that I've learned from just having a, a business, from having that T-shirt brand. Yeah. And so um, I learned a lot. And there were so many people that were willing to help me, even though I had 1100 I remember my first order, my first batches of uh, shirts, I ordered from Vistaprint. I, I knew nothing about, like, clothing quality. And I thought these were, like, the best quality shirts ever. And I wasted all my money because they weren't. And I had to sell them all, at least to make half the money back to order new inventory. And so, you know, really, again, you know, 1100 ended up turning into like $30,000. And so, it's, you know, when you start, 
you start small and you'll never see the end vision. There's this one thing that Will Smith always says is you just lay down the first brick and you lay it as perfectly as possible. And that's all you can see. That's all you know. And then you lay the next brick down as well. Like, yo, you just hit it. You hit it to the court right there. This podcast is one brick right now. One brick. (laughs) One brick, yes. So, I mean, yes. So, you said, so you said you only had $1,100 to start. One thing, one thing a lot of people don't have when it comes to just starting anything new is confidence. What gave you the confidence or the drive to just say, all right, I'm going to save, I'm going to save some bread. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start a t-shirt line. This is what I want to accomplish. Like just to even start. Right, right, right. And and I think that, you know, I, I think the, the biggest part of running a business or of um, manifesting a business is the starting part. Mm-hmm. And this is where most people, like we could go to the seminars, we could go to the workshops and we could feel inspired and motivated. But before we hit the door, we talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, we should start a business and buy that time we get to the door, we're like, wait, no, that's, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think what I learned early on is, you know, motivation is temporary, but it's the habits that you build. Mm-hmm. And so what really gave me the confidence was surrounding myself. So I would go to, you know, the entrepreneurship department at Penn State to see, you know, professors who had worked in the industry, who had started their own business and start learning from them, right? So I, mm-hmm. I went to apprenticeship and then I would go to businesses, local business downtown, and I would go and I would email them the, you know, the CEO at, you know, it's not like a CEO of Fortune 500, just a local mom and pop shop, but being able to just talk to them, like, how did you build this business at Penn State and how is it sustainable? There's only college students here right. and, and really just learning, I think, gave me the confidence because what I've learned is that no one knows what they're doing. We're all confidently lost. Oh, we all confidently <laughs> lost. Like, it's out here. Yes, yes. I like so ev- so after this long roll of starting with eleven hundred dollars, now you reciprocated that into thirty thousand dollars. Like, what did you how did you take that and turn it around to start helping Others. other people? Yeah, so my my clothing brand was the, the first brick, and you know there was a lot of you know success that came from that. From get, getting sponsored by like John Legend and David John and Shark Tank, and you know getting some publicity from Business Insider, Philadelphia Inquirer, and so that was the first brick I laid down perfectly. But then I thought bigger. I was like, you know what? I'm running this. I have 16 employees. I'm taking 30 credits. I was like, I'm getting the flow of this. But then I looked at the industry, the fashion industry, and I was like, wait a second. There's really no, you know, people of color up in the food chain. Everyone, like, so fashion steals culture from people of color. But as you go up the food chain of CEO, like there's no executive that were people of color. Again, this is before Virgil. And even if you think about Virgil of off-white, right, it's still only him. And like there's one or two people, right. still not a lot. Right. And so right. I was like, you know what, let me tackle this. And so I remember <laughs> I uh, went online and I saw a program in Italy. I applied and I went there like you know, by the, uh, the end of the semester. So I graduated college early. I packed my bags. I moved to Milan, Italy, fashion capital to start studying fashion. And so this, this is the next phase of when I started helping people. So I was in my fashion design classes and what I realized quickly is that I was the worst designer. All the people in my, <laughs> the people in my 
program had been designing since they were like two years old. So they were designing some of the most beautiful pieces and garments. And I would ask them, I was like, are you guys selling this? And they're like, selling it? We, we don't know how. Like, how do we go about selling this? Do you know? I'm like, of course I know. And so I started helping them set up e-commerce store. So at the end of every fashion design class, there'd be a long line of students, and I would help them set up e-commerce store. So this is my first inkling of really helping them build a foundation and start selling online. Wow. And then I got, and so that would lead me to getting hired by a consulting firm and my first client, um, because word got around town then was the Versace family. So mm-hmm. here I was not knowing that, you know, it was foreshadowed. Now when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that moment was really, at that point, my, I remember my my fashion design teacher was like, boo, you need to stick to business. Like, <laughs> you need to stick to business. And I'm like, no, but I love design. And But I didn't know how much people I was helping just because right. what I knew in my head from that foundation and teacher coming, I just thought everyone knew that. But right. that wasn't the case. Right, right. And you were like, you you never saw that path and it basically presented itself. So it's kind of like you were kind of lost in that moment as an entrepreneur and yeah. then you were able to play it out. But you were navigating confidently. Like you knew what you was doing. Like you were sitting in that fashion design class. You were helping people out like, oh, you could sell this. Not knowing like, yo, that was what you supposed to be doing the whole time, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Wow. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, is there anything else uh, that you want to let the people know about you? What, actually, I want you to tell, tell us tell us one one bit of advice for our, our listeners. If there's one thing you could tell our listeners about what what is what it takes to just start and, and lay that first brick. Yeah, so I think that, you know, the, the most important thing is the people around you. So when I transitioned out of Italy and back to the States, I, you know, started working in corporate. And so that confidence level that I once had where I thought I could do anything, when I started working with people around me that didn't believe that in themselves, I started to believe that. Right. That fire that I had within me started to dim because I was surrounded by people who couldn't see that for themselves. And so I would always say, you know, the company you keep. Right. People always say, fuck, if you show me a company, I'll show you how far you'll get in life. Right. But that is very true. Like my friends hate me because I wake up at 6 a.m. to work out. But guess who else I'm waking up? I'm waking them up. But they, they're in shape. Right now, over the summer, you know, they, they're walking yeah, down the street with no shirts on. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the people that you really keep around you, I think it's it's so important. And you need to find people that are 10 steps ahead of you. Yeah. Um, because Ooh, it, it's, it's like that one step, especially if it's if it's alignment, if it's that goal that you want, one step ahead is, isn't going to do it anymore. You, you need to constantly be finding people that, you know, are challenge smarter you. than you, who have more experience than you, and who will that, challenge you. And does that you. necessarily mean that they have to be in your field? No, they do not have to be in your field. Yeah, they right. do not have to be in your field, right? They just have to, you know, be able to, you know, again, challenge you and push you in a way that you've never been pushed before. And, and I think a lot of times we, we get really comfortable and where we are and because it's routine and it's what we're used to and we grew up here and, you know, we grew up with them. And But, but that's not going to, you know, same thing is not going to get you different results. Yeah. You almost need to step outside of that. Wow. Yes. I have to totally agree. Like you just was like, yo, you tears just was preach. coming to my eyes. I'm we, like, oh my goodness. We, you know, we, you know, 
know that you know when the pastor start calling you up to the church like I'm like I'm about to come I'm coming we literally, we literally just looked at each other like wow he just spoke to us and you know what's crazy I'm trying to pull up this book that you actually told me to read and I promise you I read this book like probably two summers ago when I went to Africa and when I first started reading it I rem- it was so slow for me like it was like the most excruciating like first three months trying to get into this book and <laughs> it's called the law of success by napoleon hill and when i say that right. book like you told me it was going to change my life when i read it and it really did because it put so much in perspective and how you're saying a lot of these things about like really just laying one brick and going from there and aligning yourself with the right kind of people this book goes through that like knowing that a superpower, a supermind, like works with multiple people chained together that have different tools that they come together. You don't have to do the same thing, but you, we all can teach each other something and gain something from each other um, that could be useful in our own businesses that can make us even better. Like Wrigley's and all the people that came together in cabins and worked together and studied each other's methods and worked together and went back and put it into their businesses. And then they grew their businesses. And that's why they were the... Pro- profound millionaires we know today in history that you're like whoa how am I ever going to touch that like yeah. and that's that <laughs> book I literally was like oh I gotta tell boo I read that book I did actually finish it <laughs> it took me a long time <laughs> but it, yeah. like once I got into it it was so good I was like these tips are so good like it, it's it's amazing what you can do when you really I'm like I need people like that. You need people that tell you things mm-hmm. and want to promote you to do better. Sometimes right. it, it can be intimidating if you're not in the right state of mind right. to handle it. Exactly. And I think that's a lot, a lot of times you got to put that ego to the, the side. Crab in a barrel mm-hmm. state of mind or the group think it comes from people just being so not used to doing something different or leaving those friends behind. It doesn't mean you don't got to be friends with them anymore. Like I said, I keep telling you guys, you can have friends for different mm-hmm. reasons mm-hmm. the friends for different occasions you yes. don't have to have friends yes. that do everything at yes. the same time because everyone does y'all. not go told y'all. at the same pace and i had to learn that when i started seeing some of my friends excel and i'm like oh i feel left behind i feel i'm yes. preparing myself and then i had to realize wait no you're not on that same path and it's okay like that's still your friend they're just right. in a different place than where you are right and now that right. i'm growing where i'm getting to what i'm trying to do with my podcast, my lashes and mm-hmm. everything else. It's like, I can see now like, oh, I get it. I can't take mm-hmm. everybody with me. It's certain people that I'm like, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You're not helping right. me stay accountable right. with stuff. Like me and Queen are on accountability every week. Like, right. exactly. did you do this? Did you get your exactly. goal? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's so important. So I'm really glad that you stress that because it, it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. because you associate yourself with people for so long that it's hard to break free and understand like, it's okay to grow apart. It's okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, and I'm and I'm giving that advice to people now, and I'm like, yo, like you don't have to surround yourself with those those people that want to party all the time and stuff like that. It's okay to take a step back and talk to maybe your friend that works in a higher position that you they text you and ask you to go for coffee, and you know, te- maybe that may be the route you need to take instead of with your friends. Yeah, yeah, right, all the time right. and stuff. And would you say like it was difficult for you, like as far as um as you started gaining more success, like losing people or like having like feeling guilty about where you are and what you're doing? Oh, hundred <laughs> um, percent. It's it's something that 
uh, you know, you, you, you see in the media, but you don't really understand until you're mm -hmm. in the shoes of uh, those people. But, you know, ever since, you know, things started really working for me and, one thing is when I started to focus and, and I don't mean like, you know, to do lists and things. When I started to really focus, that's when you start losing people quickly um, because extreme focus, especially if you're trying to grow your business to a certain amount of revenue or you're trying to, you know, do something that's never been done. Um, that means, you know, because it's never been done, you don't really know what to expect. And I've lost a lot of friends um, over the last few months. I've lost um family members and you know when you step into a new place when you get momentum and you like you're not thinking about money but everyone else is thinking about your money for yeah, you yeah. yes um, oh my goodness oh, <laughs> it's really it's really been different and, and and everything not only my friendships but also relationships it's hard to date because i never know what people's intent are i'm very transparent about the numbers and, and what i make in my business so it's it's, it's yeah. hard in that sense i feel yeah you market that social media wise i thought about that yeah. too i was like i wonder how that affects them because you're putting out the numbers for people to see yeah and it's mm -hmm. tough i mean i've had women slide in my dms it's probably because of the beard but i've had women slide in my dms and ask me to fly them out and i don't know who they are like what? no idea and so he it's said bad. he is not flying you out he said i'm good love enjoy enjoy <laughs> and so I, i've just been um it's weird. It's like I'm always looking over my shoulder. I'm I'm super cautious and putting myself in certain situations. Like mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I won't even be in, alone in the same room as a woman because I'm just like I don't know. Like and so like I leave the door open or I make sure there's other people. Yeah, like I just yeah. don't know people's. Yeah, attention. you got to be careful now because exactly. you don't know if somebody's gonna try to set you up or do. That is so true. I'm yeah. I'm glad you had that perspective. Yeah. I hate that that it has come to that because. Yeah, I remember when it, it wasn't like that. We used yeah. to just roam Penn State campus, be right. regular kids, and now right. you got to be like that. And a lot of I have actually have a question. Um, yeah, I had a friend. She went recently went through a, a couple of experiences where you know people are hating on her and hating on her success. Um, she's she all she wants to do is just work. She want to focus on her job. She loves what she do, what she does, but she's second guessing like the the happiness part on like if this negativity coming is coming her way like is it worth it like how would you what advice would you give to her to handle that yeah i think the first thing is that should be a sign that she's getting closer you know especially when people start talking you know there are people that are in the arena and there are people that are watching what's happening you know right. and within the arena so she should know that that's a sign of okay she's getting closer and closer Mm -hmm. um, to that success, whatever that looks like for her. Um, but I, but I think the biggest thing, and e even with me, I'll post like numbers in my business and people are like, that's not real. That's fake. Like, right. don't listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just laugh because I'm like, <laughs> you know, anyways, I just, again, you got to stay focused. And I think that's the hardest part, right? Like extreme focus. So it doesn't matter what people are saying about you. Like for this month, the last six months, I've like literally only wore like four or five different outfits, right? People will see me on the Instagram stories, on Instagram feed, and they're like, Abu's always wearing that same purple hoodie or Abu's always wearing, <laughs> you know, this. And listen, like my bank account is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
about those things because I have a focus and it's an extreme focus. No one says that about Mark Zuckerberg. He wears the same clothes every day, right? No one says that about the, because after a while, it, it doesn't matter. Your impact is more important. But, it, but again, it requires you to, you know, be able to look straight and not look to the side and, and yeah. take in what they say. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah. yeah. And so that would make me think, like, how important is patience in the process? Yes. How important is patience? <laughs> patience is, uh, is an everyday practice, you know? It's not like a time period, you know? It's an everyday practice. Even, you know, when you're starting, you really have to be patient with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be patient if you have other people around you with other people around you because they've never done it. You've mm-hmm. never done it. Yes. And so patience is required. Um, and being able to practice that daily. And so, yes. you know, I have people that I check in with and I get frustrated every day. I'm like, why am I not here? And mm-hmm. they, you know, they recommend it. And so I journal often and I okay. look at my journal and I'm saying, well, you know, yeah, I'm impatient, but look at what I've been able to do mm-hmm. in five right. and a half months, right? Yes. And so I think that has been a tool that I've used to really ground me um, and, and realize that patience is a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Patience yeah. is a key component. Especially with like the way like social media is now and people see the success so more than quickly. they see the so actual quickly. work yeah. that's being put in. <laughs> so it makes it harder to be patient because you just see everybody's like blowing up on social right, media. Right. And you want to be there and it's like, you're not there yet, sis. Like you just got... Yeah, it always reminds me like the, the story, you know, the painter that's, you know, painting a picture, a portrait and this woman is walking by and as he approaches the painter, uh, he paints the, the portrait and he, uh, she comes around and looks at the picture and it's the most beautiful picture she's ever seen. And she says, can I have it? He's like, yeah, for $30,000. And she said, wait, it took you five seconds to paint that. He's like, no, it took me 30 years to be able to paint it in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, again, there's that process exactly. and that process <laughs> requires a lot of patience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What you see and what you get. And that I've seen a lot of folks saying like, you paying me for the years of experience, yes. not the time that it took me to do what I did. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And that exactly. makes a lot of sense. It's a skill. It's, it's, a, it's skill. a skill. And yeah. that's, that's truly, All wow. Right. Thank you. Thank I, you I, so much. I think we just want to end with asking like, what's one affirmation you would want to give yes. people that you probably use regularly that keeps you grounded? I know you said journaling is one thing, but what else is something you say to yourself and you, you keep that. Yes. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is um, it's not necessarily what I say. It's, it's what I visualize. Right. Okay. And so every morning I sort of visualize what does a successful day today look like? You know, okay. when I'm coming back into the bed, what does that look like? And I write down maybe two or three things. Because, again, I'm not trying to do 50 things. I'm just trying to do the top two or three things exactly. that makes me feel comfortable at the end of the day. So. You know, before, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I do not touch my phone until noon. Like, I do not touch my phone until wow. 12. And so when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do before I even go to the gym is I just sit there, right? So I get up out of the bed and I'm just sitting up for about like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm just visualizing. I'm saying, what does today look like, right? If I go to the gym, what does it look like? What What's the goal I'm trying to get my body to? When I go to the office, what am I trying to get done? I'm not just trying to go out go there for eight hours and hang out, right? I want to go there and get what done. And, you know, when I come back, you know, who are the people I should be talking to to checking in with? Yes. You know, when I, you know, and so I'm always thinking about 
what does it look like when I get back into visualization? Yeah. Yes. I just learned that today. Um, I'll probably post it on the company loss page throughout the week. Um, a video on visualization and how important it is to visualize what you are trying to manifest in your life because it really visual visualization is a key part of the brain Mm -hmm. apparently with the neuron transmitters and i'll post the video so you guys can see how cool it is but it really is important that we put that in our mind because your brain then tells itself if it believes that these things can happen right so if you're visually and visualizing feeling comes yes if you're being negative you're going to start doubting yourself and saying negative things to yourself and believing in negative things but if you're being positive and you're thinking positive and you're visualizing and you're saying I, my goal is to have this in this amount of time you're going to eventually pull yourself to do that because you're manifesting it you're putting it in your head so i, I like that thank you so much for that thank you really Abu, if you could tell us um uh, where everybody can find you on social and if you have anything coming up that you want people to know about yeah, so, um, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Abu Fofana. That's A-B-U-F-O-F-A-N-A-H. Um, or my website, abufofana.com. And, you know, I host a masterclass every week. Um, back in January, I started this thing called the Marketing Accelerator, where I help um, entrepreneurs and business owners really utilize the skills of paid advertisements. So that means Facebook ads and Instagram ads to grow their business. So I host this masterclass every Sunday. And, um, you know, just recently we just helped over 200 women of color business founders, um, over the last six months. And, you know, the company's grown over $300,000 in, in, in revenue. And so we're, you know, we originally thought we'd hit 200 K, but you know, we're on pace to break over 750,000 for the year. And the business owners that we've been working with just been having incredible results. One, for example, since they started back in January, they crossed over $120,000 last year in their business. They only made $8,000. And so we're really having impact and helping these local entrepreneurs utilize these, you know, the, the data that, you know, big and major corporations are using to get in front of their ideal customers and sell them their products or services. So again, I host that masterclass every Sunday. Uh, make sure to check it out. And yeah. Well, thank you so much, because so this much. was so amazing. I'm really proud of you and everything you're doing. This is just great. I'm just, thank you. That was a lot. No, thank y'all for having me. I <laughs> truly, truly appreciate that. Again, I do. All right. And that wraps it up for the meat and beans of the show. Confidently lost. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode five. We hope y'all enjoyed that. episode six? Yes. Damn. You you want to break it to him? Yeah. I think we got to break it to (laughs) y'all. So basically, next week will be our... I think we should tell him why, though. All right. So our as as we were starting this the research of how to put a podcast together and all the shit that goes with it because it's a lot of fucking shit. Okay, that happens with this. Shit. <laughs> um, I had read something that said, um, a podcast is the average length of a podcast is six episodes, meaning they don't make it past six episodes, <laughs> like. That's it. That's that's that people don't people just seem to, can't seem to get to episode seven. That's crazy. That's that's some fucked so up seven shit. is a good number. Seven me. is a good I number. I love that number. It's my life path number. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, 
Next week is our sixth episode, and um, what's going on? What are so basically, next week is our finale episode for the season. Yeah, season one. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it We're up. Wrapping it up. We got things that we need to refine and work on. Yeah, as a we team. definitely got some big plans for you. Big things. Like, we just had a big, big meeting earlier today. Um, talking some good things. Yes, yes. Um, organizing some things, getting things in place so yes. that when we come back for season two, you guys will be literally freaking Astonish, yes, and how we come in because we yes. coming harder, yes, harder, baby, hey, yes, yes. Okay, Man. y'all going be wanting to share this podcast. You look, I mean, y'all already you, sharing you it. You already but, sharing it, but you better. But be y'all gonna it now. be really wanting to tell your mama's mama. Yeah, tell your mama's mama, but tell them right now though. Though, though, you might want to put it tell in the group now. chat though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> tell your daddies. Yeah. Tell your aunties. But cousins. you know, stay tuned to our social media, our Twitter. At KL underscore podcast, our Instagram at yeah. Confidently Lost Podcast. And again, next week is our last episode, so don't you now stop listening because you heard this. Like, yes, yes. Still listen, catch up to the other episodes. I will episodes. slide in your DMs and drop the new link. Okay. And that doesn't mean you don't, now you got, you know, a few, we can't really tell you how long, but y'all got some time now to, to catch, catch up, up to all six episodes. Yes. And really get familiar with us, um, what we do. Um, We'll also be still reaching out to you guys through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget our Instagram is Confidently Lost Podcast. That's Confidently with a K. Um, on Twitter, we are KL underscore podcast. Yes. Um, a lot of you guys seem to like to interact with us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Throw a Major Fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's simple as that. If you know how to spell throw, then you should be able to spell the rest of it. <laughs> you can follow me at Chief Hendrix. Uh, that's Chief with two E's. Um, and also your Twitter. Your oh, Twitter. um, on Twitter I am at the poet hauntus. Simple as it sounds, poet hauntus. Spell it out, y'all got it. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, and that wraps up. But I hope y'all y'all understand that we listen to y'all because we got a lot of feedback. Yeah, we have been getting feedback, and I hope y'all have noticed certain changes and things. Mm-hmm. Um, we really do appreciate y'all feedback. We can't but thank that's y'all this, enough. That's what the finale is for, so we can step back, reassess. And come a, just a little bit harder to knock your niggas the fuck out. Okay? You know? Okay. All right. So, so now it's that time. It's that time. It's that time. Okay? Mm-hmm. Her name is Paul Hottis. She's a poet. And you guys motherfucking know it. I've been telling y'all this for the past five fucking episodes. Okay? Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. Y'all know what's All up right. with me. Do you think, bro? My name is Paul Hottis. And this poem does not have a title because it's um, technically not finished. Um, a lot of my poems aren't finished most of the times. Um, a lot of people ask me why I don't share my poetry as often. I am trying, guys. Um, the problem is I'm a perfectionist. And um, this podcast has actually helped me share it more. Um, but I have some things that I want to do visually with my poetry. So that's why it's not really out there yet. But stay tuned because that's coming. Um, but this poem isn't really titled, I would say it's finished, but it's not really technically. Um, and it's just based off the vibe of the show today. Like I just felt like expressing how I feel towards life and where I'm at. All right. I am completely unhinged, broken in the back, but I'm black. So I know my shit won't crack. 
but that's besides the point. I am far from well put together, but on Instagram, all my posts look good together. So people assume what they do not know in hopes of creating a story that just might touch my glow just because they live in a jealousy according to what envy souls. I am infinitely suppressed in an outlandishly large land of deception, corruption, and blasphemy. But my heart is filled with a love from a man whom I've never seen, yet he knows me better than the company I keep. And so it was written in this book I seek, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life through him. Funny how he lives within us, yet we constantly walk around spewing hate to our neighbors as if our light doesn't shine bright like him. Maybe it's because we forget we were created in his image so we could love one another just like him. Yet we fight him. You know the moments where he tries to show us no one loves us quite like him. Crazy. I think this place looks super familiar. Matter of fact, I have a story I can tell you about a young woman living in her failures. You see, it all started when her parents conceived her in a bed full of lies and deceit. Could have sworn she would grow up to understand that it was love her mother would try to provide instead of anguish and disbelief. Probably would bet your bottom dollar that daddy was her first love instead of her first disappointment. But God had other plans as long as she weathered the storms and grew with her assignment. You see, even in the midst of the darkness, God placed a piece of him beside her just to supervise her direction. Made sure he picked her out a special guardian angel just for her protection. Don't you ever doubt what God can do for you when you haven't opened your mouth to claim what he already has for you. That's like biting the hand that feeds you. I can remember the days where I had to maintain a poker face, but underneath the surface, I could feel anger and regret boiling and that shit was always hot. It's almost as if this silence I've been clinging on to has broken the battered lines of communication straddling us together. And now we're left in limbo trying to extend our backs to levels so that we can get from under this. What happened to us is a mere consequence of history repeating itself. I just wish you opened your heart to me the way roses unravel their petals over time. Instilled in me the, that unconditional love doesn't reach its limit every time we get into our feelings. Feelings we can describe but won't dare speak on because we are afraid that the truth is too heavy for these eggshells pridefully keeping us on our toes. So every now and then, I get weak and fall to my knees just to pray. Pray for understanding and forgiveness. Pray for the empty, dilapidated walls of my heart that reek of abandonment and grief. Pray for the cracks deep within my soul that remind me of my flaws, yet keep me uniquely me. And then I pray some more for that song I sing. Let it be loud and proud. Let my growth be the harmonial symphony that has sucked my bad memories dry like a leech. Because I survived the hurricane that hit my beach. Thank you.